Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I am coming to you as today's show is from entitled From the Pulpit to the Couch. You have to confuse, excuse me today because I'm a little bit of discombobulated because I got so much stuff going on, which this is also going to lead into what the title is for today, which is called Being a Helpmate. So I am waiting on Mr. Tony and hopefully Miss Lady T to give me a call as we're going to be talking about this subject and this subject matter, especially in regards to how it is related to the Bible. As you know, on Tuesdays when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch, where you will receive biblical teachings in addition to hearing from me, Jeanette Abney, a licensed marriage and family therapist. Now, Today's show is to design is designed to address the topic of being what you call a helpmate. Because when it comes to relationships, especially marriages, many often struggle with their role as to how to communicate with one another. And not only just the communication, but there's a lot of other things that comes into having a healthy relationship. And while obtaining information for the show, I noticed the word helpmate as well as help meet. Now, is there a difference? Let's talk about it. I suggest that if you want to join in on this conversation, give me a call at 516-387-1914. I have not had the opportunity to go through my Facebook to see if there's any questions or check my LinkedIn or any of my other social media channels because with all of this stuff that is going on, including the book launch of The Making of a Successful Businesswoman, which I'm also involved in. So I really need a help made a help me. I need something right about now because I'm running around like a chick with my head cut off and trying to do an intake because I'm working. So if you want to call in on the show again, give me a call at 516-387-1914 because I want to hear your thoughts, your questions, your concerns, because we do need to do better when it comes to improving our relationship. Now, I don't know where Tammy is. I mean, text her because I don't know, and I got an in-house guest. What you hear about here? Okay, since so ain't nobody in here but me and you, I'm gonna ask you. What do you know about a helpmate? Help me. Are you married? Not. Are you dating? Okay, so you're dating. So what do you know about a helpmate? What have you been taught about that? You haven't? So then it means you got to be on the radio show because ain't nobody else coming in. So you might as well bring your chair right on over here. So we're going to make the best for this hour. And you like, I didn't sign up for all of this oh. stuff. <laughs> you had to be my new camera person. You had to help me. <laughs> How funny. So that's kind of changing your mood a little bit. Yeah. So when we talk about a helpmate, what came to your mind when I just said being a helpmate? Uh, I just figured helping other people do things they need help with. Helping other people do things? And how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Because you look pretty young. I turned 27. 27? Do you plan on getting married? I do, hopefully. Okay. I've been engaged three times. Three times you've been engaged? Twice with the same man. And you got to keep a little louder because you have a very soft voice. I'm sorry, I do. Yeah, I've been engaged three times, twice with the father of my daughter and once, uh, but he passed away, unfortunately. Oh, okay. 
Now, it looks like Tony has logged on, so let me log Tony on right quick. Mr. Tony, how are you doing? Tony? I'm doing all right. Who who, who you got on the show? I got an in-house guest, and I was supposed to be doing an intake, and she showed up and was lost. And um, so she got to wait now. <laughs> so we got all kinds of people going on right now. So I just started interviewing her since somebody called in. And then, wait a minute. I was I was trying to advertise the book. I opened up the book, and money fell all off the book. I said, the making of a successful businesswoman. I started dropping money like it was raining. That's going to be an interesting um, Facebook post, because I sure didn't know it was money in my book. Somebody blessed me today. Well, I, I tell you what, you need to share some of that. Well, that means you got to come bring me some lunch today, then. Oh, no. Oh, that's, that costs me more than coming down. If I tell you, give me something, it ain't going to be worth it. <laughs> Where are you at? Which, Marietta? I'm in, no, I'm in Fullerton. I'm off the 91 oh, freeway. I'm in whoa. Fullerton. Yeah, Fullerton's not that far from where you at. Now, when we talk about being a helpmate, you know, Tony, it's interesting because I'm looking at some information, and I have the young lady here, and she said she's been engaged three times, where one, she said her husband ah. and one, she said she's been engaged for how long, three years? The father of my child, I was engaged to twice, separate occasions. Uh-huh. We're not together, though. Got you. It was, and then the last time. Got you. And I asked her, what does she know about being a helpmate? And what was your response to being a helpmate? She said just helping somebody. My response? No. So, Tony, when we talk about being a helpmate, and I was finding as I was looking up this information, I saw helpmate, I saw help me, I saw all of that information. When we talk about being a helpmate to my husband and I'm looking at some information, and it's from the unvealedwife.com, and it says, one of my God-given roles as a wife is being a helpmate to my husband. Now, I kind of posted even on Facebook, and it says, it says, right in the Bible, the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a suitable helper. Tony, you know, as a therapist, and I have brought you along this journey right along with me, and you are now a life coach, and you've been doing therapy and all of this yourself for a while. When we talk about a helpmate and suitable helper, let's talk about that a little bit. What is your take on that? Looking for suitable for people in trouble. <laughs> all help is suitable for you. <laughs> I like that one. Which one? I like Which one do you like? Said, I like the part when he said, and make him a suitable helper. I think some help just don't be suitable. And it indicates, it says, now the Lord God formed out of the ground of the breast of the fields, of the bees of the fields, and the bird, all the birds of the air. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them, and whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. And it wasn't Chick Tony. So the man gave the name to all of the livestock and the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. But for Adam, no suitable helper could be found. 
so when we talk about that subject title, Tony, when it says God's not many for man to be to, to live alone or be alone, can you explain that in biblical terms? Because even if that lady sitting here, she said she's twenty seven, she's never heard of that term before. Right. Um I think what happens is is that when when God was creating man, think about it he already created the heavenly angels, so he wasn't alone by himself. Uh, obviously, when he started to create, he didn't want to be alone. So wouldn't it be nice that when he created man, that he also wouldn't want to be alone? Everybody wants some type of companionship. Uh, if if it's not like that, then everyone would like to have a friend. Uh, so mm-hmm. God is about family. He's about family. And so there's no, there's no doubt with all his wisdom and infinite wisdom, he will have someone to um, uh, go along in life with Adam. So he had himself a suitable person. And when we talk about suitable, uh, now we're talking about the intricacies of what this person he's going to make for him. Uh, mm-hmm. A person who's, who's going to complement, uh, be a complement to him. Uh, someone that's not, someone that's, uh, not going to give him a hard time. I mean, really, we wouldn't want to give God a hard time, so why would we want to give our mate a hard time? <laughs> Think about it. So someone who's uh, uh, someone who's easy, someone who, who, who goes along with us, uh, this is not a robot. A robot for Adam. Where Adam said, this is the way it's going to be, and that's the way it's going to be, and I don't want to hear it. No. She would make suggestions. Adam will consider her her, her her suggestion and even apply her suggestion. I remember when uh, I remember when uh, um, Sam wouldn't listen to Ar- to uh, to uh, Sarah, and God stepped in and said, "Hey, uh, listen to your wife," and, uh-huh. and that was. That was an amazing point. So what she brings to the table uh, is a compliment to man, someone he can cherish and love, and her opinion matters. Mm -hmm. It very well matters. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Tony, one of the things that I put on when I put the show together this morning and I said let's improve our relationship, because those are some very valuable points, because one, being suitable, you know, and when we talk about easy, it doesn't mean that you have to be to the point to where you're being ran over. And because, um, you know, as you know, I do a lot of couples counseling, a lot of relationship issues. And some of the times you help me out with some of these, these cases and people that we are working with because they looked and they, they, they thought that, they, that it was best for them to marry. Like they say, it's better to marry than to burn. But we got to go back to suitable because sometimes or something may not be suitable for you. You know, and like they say, use caution or use discretion. But when you're dealing with individuals, now I'm also going to go into what it says here, and it says with Adam that no suitable helper could be found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into the deep sleep, and while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and closed it up with then the Lord God made woman from the rib he had taken okay. out of the so man. You keep saying about that. 
Have a good day. Okay. I know you was busy. Uh, Can you hear me? No, no, no. I'm sorry. Hold on a minute. Give me a second. Now, what I just read, and I'm going to have Tony go back on because Tony is working right now, I can tell, because Tony forgot about the time. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Go ahead. Ask that question for me again. I'm covering for you while you're doing something. See? Okay. My question is, for Adam, no suitable helper could be found, for the Lord God called the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and closed it, closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man and brought her to the man. And I'm talking about with Genesis 2:18 to 22. And going through this passage, many individuals we always talk about, you know, woman came from God, and God made me to be my husband's helper, meaning. A lot of times with women, we carry so many roles, we carry so many hats, we, we do so much, and because life can be so busy and so hard, sometimes we talk trying to be a helper, sometimes it seems, Tony, that people do get in other people's way, because sometimes we can try to help and hurt, or we can help and enable, and it's finding that balance and also finding that suitable and knowing you got that suitable helper. Because sometimes people get that confused. So how can you better explain that in regards to what it talks about in Genesis two eighteen through twenty two? Right. See what here's what happens. Proverbs thirty tells us the type of suitable woman that he made for Adam and the type of suitable woman all of us should have. And Mm -hmm. that's in Proverbs 30 when it talks about a capable wife who can find her. I'm a raised Mm -hmm. one. This is the type of woman that God had made suitable for man and all men and including Adam. It says, Mm -hmm. who can find a capable wife? Her value is far more than corals. So her value to her husband is more important more important than anything in this world. Mm-hmm. More important than anything in this world. Her value. Then the Bible talks about her value. She rewards him with good, not bad, all the days of her life. That's the mm-hmm. suitable woman God is talking about. So when we read in Genesis and we say, What kind of woman God talking about here? Proverbs thirty one, ten, all the way to uh Actually, 31 gives us the type of suitable woman God is talking about. Mm-hmm. Now, here's another one. Mm-hmm. All right. Another one talks about uh, what she does in her home. You know, she prepares herself for hard work, and she strengthens her arms. She understands the system in the, and, and, and she understands the lifestyle that her and her husband is going through. She understands the financial value of her husband, what he brings in. She knows what to do with it. She knows how to handle finances. What's this this one? She also rises while it is still night, providing food for her household and portions for her female servants. 
She mm-hmm. understands that if the house is if the household is only got a thousand dollars coming in a month, she knows how to manage that. She don't go out and get a bitly and put the family in financial buy. Now mm-hmm. I do this when I'm talking to the husband and wife. I said the hut, the man. The scripture also can talk about the man. So you go and say, go back to that scripture, and we go and say, who can find a capable husband? His value mm-hmm. is far more than corals. So it can also be reversed for the man. The same that mm-hmm. we're trying to, the God is requesting of a woman. He's also requesting of the husband. Mm-hmm. So and that's where we find our capable. That's where we find our capable woman and capable wife from is in Proverbs. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes back to when you were talking about that. I was thinking of the virtuous woman, which is where I thought you was going. And a lot of times people say, well, I'm not perfect. I have my flaws. And a lot of times we wind up in relationships where you have two hurt people to where they what connects them together is their pain or their trauma, sometimes their addictions. And when we're trying to find the suitability, it's like, you know, I like listening to Archie Blake, and he said we got these PhD women with GED men. And we talked about, you know, soulmates, soul ties, being equally yoked. And sometimes individuals will marry and they, because they say I'm in love and don't even realize if they're suitable for that person or if that person is even suitable for them. And it, it, we get caught up in that. And I think that part of that, when I'm talking about improve our relationships, but sometimes we got to be careful with who we are connecting ourselves with because, as you know, we do the domestic violence groups, we do anger management groups, and people become often very frustrated when they're trying to be and they're trying to connect with someone else. Now, Tony, I have some information that I want to read over, and it goes back over in regards to from the unveiled wife and talking about the passage. And God knows that man needs help and support. And like you said, life can be busy, and sometimes we have to figure things out on our own. But as a helper to your spouse, you actually make their life easier. And like you said, it goes both ways. Even though we know that the woman comes from the river, we can got a lot of background noise. Oh, that's me blowing my nostrils. Go ahead. You know. I hear you. <laughs> I thought you were driving on the phone yeah, with go. the window there. <laughs> okay. No, so, that's me blowing my big old nose. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. So, go ahead. So when we start talking about these these um these things and finding the help in life being busy, and reflecting on this passage, we're talking about in reality what that looked like. It says, I can be a helpmate to my husband by assisting him with tasks. By assisting him doesn't mean having a takeover spirit. It don't mean having this controlling spirit. It doesn't mean to do as I say, not as I do. And a lot of times we start finding that along this goes the idea of having a house organized so that he can find items he needs when he needs them instead of wasting time looking for them. So when we find someone that can assist him with a task, can you give us some examples of that, Tony? <laughs> the thing is, when you, when, you, when you first said about someone says, I think you were talking about how someone said, I can't do this, I can't. We, we have to come to a, 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 a conclusion that there are some people 
Not that they can't follow and do things so like the word of God. They won't follow it. Mm-hmm. And some women just not going to follow what God requires of a capable wife. And there are some women who wants to try it and say, well, let me try mm-hmm. to be this type of person. And that's the kind of God, that's the kind of person God wants us to be. Let me try to do what is right in his eyes. Let me follow his will. And so mm-hmm. we wants to try to be this type of one that he's talking about. And if anyone goes and says, I can't be that, then I feel sorry for that person because they are going to be a headache for their husband. Mm-hmm. And, and, if it's a, and if it's the man, he's going to be a headache for his wife. And, and that takes it right back to this one here. She opens her mouth in wisdom. The law of kindness is on her tongue. She's seeking to please not only her husband, but she's a good person trying to treat people right and do people right the best Mm -hmm. way she can. And Mm -hmm. that's that's the kind of person God is reading that person's heart, that she is trying to go in life to treat people nice. She's trying to do what is right for her husband. Not only that, she senses the fact. Let's just say she got a husband that don't bring in enough. She senses mm-hmm. she senses the fact and she understands that and she don't just take off and run out of the marriage because he ain't bringing in enough. She goes and mm-hmm. be a heifer and say, wait a minute, let me find something to bring in and help in and carry the load. Let me give you this thing. Let me tell you what happened one time I met this, this lady, and uh, we were working together. And her husband... I think she was about my age, maybe a little older than me, and she, me and her worked well together. This was a kind person, and she says this out of her mouth, and I'll never forget this all the days of my life. She was, she, her husband had been married for over 40 years, and she said, mm-hmm. her, I said, uh, are you, how often does she work? I said, you know, you work a whole lot. And she said, yes, because my husband is sick. And I said, mm-hmm. he doesn't have a job. She said, no, he, he's sick. He doesn't have a job. He's, you know, he, he, he's kind of disabled. And I said, oh, she said that I put in a lot of hours because I'm taking care of him now for all the years he took care of us. Mm-hmm. And I said, whoa, whoa. Here is a woman that didn't jump out and abandon her marriage and her family when it got hard on her. And her husband couldn't work because that man had been working, taking care of his family for years. Now he got sick and disabled, and she jumps in and starts doing all these hours to pick up the load. I was so blown away from that, and I'm going to tell you why I'm so blown away from that, because I've heard of thousands of women jumping out and leaving when their husband is not bringing in enough. He ain't doing this. He ain't doing that, and they take off and run. Mm-hmm. Now I'm talking about just that point, just that point. I'm not talking about a husband who who just ain't no good. I'm talking about one who maybe fell on some tough times. He got sick, he couldn't work, and she jumped out and she took on the load to keep her family going. And I think the, her, her word she said we need medical, so I'm working to get medical for my family because. He needs medical. And when he was working, he paid for medical for a whole family, and she said, now it's time for me to rise up and help my family and my husband. Mm-hmm. And you know what I, was, I was totally blown away from that. 
And the sad part about that, Tony, is right now, like the young lady sitting in my office right now, the younger generation really have no concept of that because they're looking more for love, and they don't understand that where even our older generation, they started off that way, even though we had some gunshot marriages and people married married just basically because they were, you know, trying to get away from their parents or whatever the case may be. But we're, many people have lost that. They really lost it. And like I said, that's where it goes back to the word suitable, and you got to know who you're dealing with, too. If you marry a gold digger and you know she's a gold digger, what do you think going to happen? Or if you marry a guy oh, yes. that you know don't want to work, or and this is just who he is as a person, it's not going to change when you get married. But when you can work together, that makes a big difference. And I'm looking at something, and it says, I can be a helpmate to my husband by giving him the time he needs to rest and relax. Now, that means, like you said, not making it so difficult. So when he needs to rest, let him rest. When he needs to be like, you don't want to work somebody like they're a Hebrew slave. You know, a lot of times in counseling and therapy and working with individuals, and you don't want to try to, you know, throw things to biblical on them, but you want to let them know what the covenant is, but you want to let them also know that when we talk about these things, it is very important because if a person don't rest and relax, they can be grumpy, they can be angry, they can take things out on individuals, there can be some resentment. So those are things that we just need to be mindful of Another one, Tony, is going to I can be a helpmate to my husband by fulfilling his sexual needs. Now, when we start talking about that, nobody, like you said, nobody Uh-oh. needs to be a robot, and I'm getting this from the unvealedwife.com. So it ain't that genetic saying this. And what it indicates, it says, it can be difficult when your husband comes calling for love and attention, especially when you have young children, and it can be exhausting, or you have a job that with difficult demands, our husbands deserve to have most of our attention. They should not have to compete for it. You know, Tony, a lot of times, not only with women, also with men, I'm finding that even in some of the people I'm coming across, it's the withdrawal of affection. Because they know that's what the other person wants, and they take that away from them by punishing them. And this young lady shaking her head. You want to speak on that a little bit? I you did? So you felt it as if you would try to connect with him and he would withdraw from you by punishing you if you did something wrong? Yeah, or? More, I feel like it was almost too dramatic for affections or warning and you know what, and a lot of people don't realize that even with trauma, when we start talking about individuals, and that goes back to the suitability. Some individuals, we talk about their suitability, we connect with individuals that may not be like-minded, or we go to them and we think we can save them or rescue them because we take this helpmate to a whole nother level. And that's the purpose of the show. Now, Tony, what would you want to say in regards to that, in regards to fulfilling one's sexual needs? Because, you know, we have spoke with couples, and this has been an issue, and bringing it up, and uh, trying to be, you know, <laughs> soft words, kind words, and I'm hearing it so much. 
There's, you know, there's a scripture for that, and it covers sex between husband and wife. And it's found at 1 Corinthians 7, 3. He says, because, but because of the prevalence of sexual immorality, let each man have his own wife and let each woman have her own husband. Then he goes and says, let the husband give his wife her due and let the wife, give also, let the wife also do likewise to her husband. So Paul is saying, don't hold back what the other one needs. Don't play games with it. Don't use that as a leverage. She needs it, give it to her. He needs it, give it to him. Don't try mm-hmm. to hold something over his head. You ain't doing this, so I ain't giving you none. You mm-hmm. ain't being this kind, so I ain't giving you none. Paul is saying, don't play games with that with that sexual with that. Uh, oh, let me say with that that uh, what what God has given. So don't play games mm-hmm. with that. Uh, yeah. On that point. Another thing you touched on too was uh, what was very interesting about, and I kind I got to remember what she was saying, and, and that good grief, my mind lost when I read that scripture. <laughs> <laughs> my mind went blank after reading that scripture. Uh, so it goes and says the wife does not have authority over her own body, but her yeah. husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body. But his wife does. That that's very mm-hmm. powerful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the two shall become one. Your body is my body. My body is your body. And it also speaks about a husband treating his wife, treating his wife like he would treat his own body. I wouldn't slap my own body. I would not strike my own body. I would not stab my own body. I wouldn't mistreat my own body. I wouldn't even insult my own self in the mirror. When you said that, to likewise, that my, my body all over your body, it's my body, baby. <laughs> 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 my body all over your body. <laughs> so. Paul is telling us, listen, why don't we why don't we treat each other with respect? You got uh-huh. yourself into it. You you wanted her, you wanted him, so treat each other with respect. And yeah. and, and, and honor each other honor each other's uh, uh wishes to the best mm-hmm. of your abilities. Honor each other's wishes to the best of your ability. Mm-hmm. Another thing, Tony, that I'm looking at, and it talks about, it says, but lastly, um, but not least, one can definitely be a helpmate to their husband by praying for him every day. You know, the power of prayer. And sometimes, you know, I always tell individuals, and Steve Harvey said it best in his book, one of the books that he wrote, and he said a man wants to protect, provide, and proclaim, but he mm-hmm. wants to feel appreciated. You know, and even though, and and the wife wants to feel appreciated too. So you want to make sure that you're praying for each other too. That right there is very, very powerful because pray that he will be a godly leader in your home. Pray for his fatherhood. Prayer is so important, Tony, because a lot of times people get, they forget about that part to pray for their spouse. And, you know, and not even speak their name in vain and ill will because some people can just be mean to one another. And if you get to that point to where 
you know, you just being mistreated, that's taking it to a whole nother level. But Sonny, can you think about praying for your helpmate or your, your spouse? Without a doubt. How about this? Uh, usually what happens is the man takes the lead in prayer. However, before you both go to bed, you pray one night, have the wife pray, take the lead in praying the next night. And I promise yeah. you this, she ain't gonna disrespect she ain't gonna disrespect the Lord. So whatever she has to go to come out of her mouth, you should listen. She could very well be praying for you to treat her a lot better. She could be mm-hmm. praying for you to uh, to uh, step up your game, to uh, 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 to bring in a little bit more into the harvest of the house. And in her prayer, mm-hmm. you can hear what she's asking for. And she's mm-hmm. going to ask for this in respect to the Lord. She ain't gonna, so she ain't going to get in the Lord and argue in the Lord's face because that's when we're praying. That's what we're really doing. We're praying, praying to him. And she ain't going to mm-hmm. argue with him in his face. She's going to tell him, Lord, my husband, he, <laughs> I, I, I'm concerned about this. Lord, I'm, Lord, my husband, I'm concerned about this, and I was hoping that you can do this for my Lord. Then the mm-hmm. husband might pick up on that prayer and say, my Lord, my wife, I let her know I'm doing everything I can. See, they go. They gonna mm-hmm. pray for the Lord. It ain't gonna be no arguing. So it's gonna. She gonna mm-hmm. say what she feels in the prayer. But overall, she gonna pray for him. There's not gonna be a back and forth battle into the prayer. But she's gonna pray for him. When she pray for him, she's she's asking the Lord what she wants. So it's the same mm-hmm. as she asking him what she wants. And then he mm-hmm. gonna go before the Lord and say, Lord, this is what I'm asking. And both are going to go and say, wait a minute, you said this in your prayer. Okay, so what can I do? Gotcha. And so you know what, that's Tony? how that works out. <laughs> right. It do, but I'm going to say this yeah. too. A lot of times individuals be so sensitive and they, their insecurities kick in and you can't take it personal. you got to be mature. Right. We have a lot of times right. individuals are very immature with their emotions and if they hear their wife praying for something like that or their husband, they take it personal and they take it as criticism, and it's not always criticism. It's basically speaking it to existence. So that takes it to a whole nother level when we start talking about these things because, you know, people be wanting to do the genie and abracadabra, and, you know, and I, I am notorious for saying, you're getting on my nerves. You're getting on my nerves. And I've had, had people say, like, you only want to get nerves. <laughs> Everything get on my that, nerves. That, see, l- let me reply on that. That's what that scripture was talking about. Remember we were talking about the type of woman in person? And, and, oh, my God, I closed my Bible, and you didn't say something, and I need to say it. Oh, it ain't going to take me long to get into that verse. Notice what it says about that, that very point, and how our attitude should be when someone tells us about ourselves. For instance, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I have to admit, I'm a slight procrastinator. And if someone say, Lord, I'm praying for Tony so he can, can can stop procrastinating. What should be my attitude if I heard something like that come out of my mouth? This is exactly what it says. It says she or he extends her extends their palm to the lowly one, and he opens her hands to the poor. And notice this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it talks about her attitude. Wait a minute, that's not the one I wanted. Uh, oh my God! Uh, what well, take us right back where we were? He opens mm-hmm. his mouth in wisdom, and the law of kindness is on his tongue. 
She mm-hmm. opens her mouth in wisdom, and the law of kindness is open. Is, is the law of kindness is on her tongue. So if someone mm-hmm. has got to go bickering on what someone said, something's wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Because that person could be saying something that, that, although it may be critical of you, it could very well be right about you. So God is telling us we don't need, we shouldn't take a quick offense to someone saying something that is truthful. Now, mind you, that may be the only way that person can say it. They can maybe say it in a little kindness. For instance, remember we had the incident where the person said, honey, you funky. Now, he could have said that a whole different way. (laughs) Babe, like, um... Matter of fact, don't even say nothing. Don't, don't, I wouldn't even say it anything. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have said anything. Hey, hey, you want to so, go take a shower? But look, somebody, yeah, right. But you got some people so sensitive now that they even think that's offensive. That's what mm-hmm. the Bible scripture we just said. You got to be able to hear things in wisdom and speak things in wisdom and don't be too quick. And that's what's going on in these marriages. Some things that are even not offensive, people are taking them offensively. That has to stop. If I'm funky and my wife tells me I'm funky, don't use the word funky. Say, babe, uh, you sure, just like you said, babe, you sure you don't want to hit the shower first? Oh, okay, Mm -hmm. let me go do that. And if they suggest I need to go to the shower, that's a good thing because you know what? I'm not smelling too pleasant to them, and I want somebody to tell me if my breath smells. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be knocking up in your face. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Take it, take it, and, and, and accept it, and don't become bitter or upset because someone says something that's true. And you know what, Tony? We both were sitting there listening like they really argued because one called one musty and the other one called musty the one musty the day before. I'm like, y'all arguing over being musty? <laughs> so, right. These are really and these and one person going on. Yep. Right. Now, and I, asked question, I asked a question earlier, Tony, about when I was looking up this information about helpmate and helpmeet. And as now, the difference between helpmate and help me, and it indicates that, is that helpmate is a person who supplies help or companionship, while the help me is a helpful partner, particularly a spouse. So you got one supplying it. So I can be a helpmate by supplying a help and a companionship while the help me is that particularly the spouse. So that was the difference because I was kind of confused, like, why am I finding helpmate, help me? which one is it supposed to be? Now, when we start even talking about, we, we, we brought up some scriptures, Tony, even in the Bible and some of the things that the scripture says, and we talking about honoring, and we talked about respect, we talked about communication, you know, we brought up Genesis 2.18 when it says, then the Lord said, God is not good for for the man uh-huh. to be alone and I'll find him a help a helper fit for him or suitable. We find it to be interesting because a lot of times people's past, their experience is kind of what brings up certain things where they say, you know what, I can do bad by myself. You know, but we all need some help from time to time. We talked a little bit about Genesis two twenty four, therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife 
and they shall become one flesh. A lot of times, honey, I would like for you to emphasize that a little bit because we talk about that one flesh, and it goes back to making sure that that person is the person for you. Can you speak on Genesis 2.24 a little bit, Tony? Right. But here's what the, the key word in there, they become one flesh. So when you first starting off in marriage, you may say, I do. You don't know everything, everything about that person we don't know. Certain things may start to come out that may be good or bad. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't really know the person fully, the person we marry. We may think we do, but we don't. That's why mm-hmm. the Bible, the, book, the, the word says the two shall become one. They eventually become one over time. I've seen mm-hmm. people, I saw a couple, I saw an article about a couple. One was 101 years old and another one was 100 years old, and they've been married mm-hmm. for over 50, no, 60 years. And they was talking about how it started off at first, you know, they had some rough times. But it smoothed Mm -hmm. all out, and they they lasted all them years because they became one. Mm -hmm. Everything just fell into place. I respect my husband. I know what my husband wants. He knows what his wife needs. He knows what not to do. That will get her riled, uh, not riled up. But he he does he doesn't do things that she would not dislike. He consults her before he make any big decisions. Call, baby, what do you think about this? Uh, I'm down here at uh, Home Depot, and uh, do you, what kind of lock color do you think you want, baby? Uh, yeah, I kind of mm-hmm. like the the silver one, honey. Uh, uh, small stuff like that. He's calling her on to get her opinion on. Uh, uh, what about uh? Uh, uh, the bath, the bath, the bath bar, anything. That's what happens when two become one. He begin to ask her about her opinion. She will call him and ask him about his opinion. Neither one of them even make any decisions of their own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that is so amazing to me. Any, they, they don't even. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm listening to what you're saying because that takes me over to 1 Corinthians 11.3, and it says, but I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ, the head of a wife is her husband, and the head of Christ is God. And a lot of times when you do right. that, and it does fall into place, and a lot of times we we miss that. And in, and in Proverbs, and you brought up some of the Proverbs, it's 18.22, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. And I mean, Tony, and you know, many of us have been married more than once, and it's a beautiful thing, but a lot of times we jump into relationships, we jump into situations because we don't understand. And we think it's love, and we don't do things the way we should be doing it. Now, I'm going to ask my Deep respect. About what? one flesh 
as though you said mm-hmm. earlier. Um, and you, like when he was saying that you wouldn't, hurt, you wouldn't hurt yourself, you wouldn't hurt yourself, so don't hurt the other. And what I'm taking from it, I really all I can do is apply it just kind of to my own experiences. Is I feel like when there were people that treated me right, it was like they had that level of self-respect as well. And the people that didn't, it was people that they didn't look at themselves in the right way. So how are they going to look at their partner mm-hmm. in a good light and in a good way? And, and that goes so, back to the suitability. And that's one yeah. of the things that people get in trouble. Exactly. Is that person may not be suitable for you, but you connecting with this person and you think you've got a soul, mate, you've got a soul tie. That's the problem. And you're yeah. trying to make it work when sometimes we have no business connecting or talking and being involved in this situation in the first place. Yeah. Everything we can't blame on God. Sometimes we put our own stuff in these situations. So when we and then also we gotta make sure I always say, even in recovery, you gotta be willing, ready and able. When we talk about being able to be a helpmate. Tony, what are some of the people, what, are, what can some people do because, you know, they may want to be a helpmate, a helper, and, but sometimes they don't know any better. You know, it's just something to just learn behavior. And we always say go right, back to that right. I always say try to get you a role model. You know, just like you learn to do these things, you learn to have this attitude and mistreat folks, and you got to relearn and unlearn some things. You got to do things a little differently. I tell people where I'm at now in my 50s, I was nowhere there in my 20s. First and believe, I wasn't. So I had to learn these things, and I had to mature, and I had to grow. But going back to becoming and being a helpmate, honey, I'm going to go back to ask you that question again. What can some of these young couples do? Well, here's my here's my thing is, let me ask you a question. Now, you've been doing therapy a lot longer than me. Out of all the husband and wife cases you've gotten, which one you would say have more respect? Does the husband have more respect for the wife, or do the wife have more respect for the husband? I found that the wives have more respect for some husbands. Um, a lot of times my experience when there's been a lot of um, discord, it's been more infidelity. I'm learning that a lot of times it's communication to where even, I can't even say, because sometimes people want more um, spiritual, they look, they look for Christian therapists. Sometimes I only get singled out because I'm either an African-American female or they looked at my picture and saw that I was no nonsense or they want you know, it's, it's something about my character, my personality, which is what brings people to me. And I know everybody's not going to like my style or care for me, and, and it's not about me. But I'm finding that a lot of men are connecting with women that have experienced a lot of trauma, and they don't understand the trauma. And I'm finding that a lot of women have hooked up with some men that they wanted to change because they wanted their attention and affection, and these men were yet controlling or abusive, and yet they've gotten into these relationships anyway, anyhow, because they were at their lowest of their lowest, and they were drawn by the, the I want to say, the charisma of this man, and then they got caught up. Those are some of the things that I've seen. And then I've seen some more on a professional level to where there's a lot of jealousy because you got that underlying insecurity of either the male or the female. 
and then it's like one wants to to um, control the other. So I haven't really seen anyone that was really equally yoked. Most of the people that I see, they didn't have no business together in the first place. That's been my experience. Right, right. I find, well, there it is, you know. Um, that, was, that was the key word, evenly yoked. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, although the scripture is talking being evenly yoked on a spiritual level, being in the same faith is also evenly yoked in the same mind and in the, in the, in the same purpose. And this is what these scriptures are reading about, trying to evenly yoke you. By the, mm-hmm. wife, the wife doing this, and the husband doing that. And here's what Paul says. He said, nevertheless, each one of you must love his wife as he does himself. On the other hand, the wife should have deep respect for her husband. And then he put the word deep in there because a, a woman can lose respect for a man real quick, especially if he ain't doing what he's supposed to be doing. Correct. And uh, this whole book, yeah, go ahead, this whole book, Mm-hmm. Is trying to the, the verses are trying to help us to become evenly yoked in the marriage. Correct. If God says, Correct. "Listen, man, if you do this, and woman, if you do this, y'all will become evenly yoked in the Lord in this marriage." A three pronged cord mm-hmm. cannot be Correct. easily torn apart. Correct. And, you and know but the people won't the listen. Correct. They Correct. won't follow. And that's that's the and key that's problem. Listening and following and submitting, because you know Delano Blackwell would say I would never be submissive. I wouldn't submit, and that's not true. The problem is I'll follow as long as you know how to lead. I'm not gonna let somebody lead me, and they don't even know how to lead themselves. That's crazy. So a lot of times there it is being respectful. A lot of times people feel disrespected, and it's not that this person is trying trying to disrespect you. They may be bringing something to your attention. You know, some people don't like women that are loud. Some people don't like women that they feel that they be in control. But a lot of times, sometimes it's their deeper, deep-rooted insecurity that can be bothering them, but you don't want to be poking at nobody's mess either. You want to try to help them grow. I like when Paula White talks about healthy relationships, and she said a relationship is healthy. When I can be me, you can be you, we can be us. I can grow, you can grow, we can grow. Sometimes they don't allow for growth in that marriage, and when we're talking about a helpmate or a help me, you want someone that is there. It's like I, I told a person one time, I said, I don't know if I'm supposed to be dating you or, or, or you supposed to be my assignment. I don't know. You know, and sometimes you got to know, be careful with who you're connecting yourself with because that's where these codependency issues are coming in. you got people that have narcissistic personalities. You have individuals with addictions. It's so much stuff out there, Tony, to, we went from trying to find out even if you are capable, but who are you trying to help make for? That what you're trying to give right. may not be what that person really wants, and now you're frustrated. Right, right. I, That's why we have the manual. Mhm. We do, and you know what? Ma- I, ma- I want to say, yeah. even, even with the manual of the Bible. We still need individuals to instruct them sometime and hold their hand and explain things. And that's the purpose of the show, is to break it down in bits so people can have a better understanding. 
Because yes, it's written. People watch their parents. They've watched television. We've listened to things. But we still need a leader here, you know, to let people know when you're being messy, where, you know, like saying, like you've told some of the clients, you know, be kind. You know, be sweet. Don't be so loud. Don't get up in people's face. Don't, you know, respect this person. Some people don't even know what that means. This woman shaking her head like, I don't know what that means. Can you speak on that? I I disagree with you. A lot of people don't know what it means. I feel like it's not kids aren't being taught how to respect from an early age now anymore. And it's sad because how it it makes you not want to respect someone if they don't respect you. And it just becomes a cycle of disrespect mm-hmm. to everybody that you're meeting. And it's just no good. It's not. And that's why I said at the end, let's improve our relationship, our relationships with us, our relationships with our Heavenly Father. we got to go back to the drawing board with this. And we have to also lead by example. And just because you are being submissive doesn't mean you're being weak. doesn't mean you're being vulnerable. It doesn't, you know, I had a, oh, my God, it was so funny. A person told me the other day, and I told her, Tony, I said, I got to do a radio show on this one. She made a statement that was so powerful, and I had to write it down because I want to say it word for word. She said, (laughs) I am all used up. I started cracking up. You know, I've helped this person. I've been a wife. I've been a helper. I'm all used up. I the new that I say I'm all used up. <laughs> he said I'm all used up. Meaning I'm not trying to help you no more. I can't do it. Can't do it. So Tony, what, for the younger generations, what are some of the things that you and I and you know because we're doing the best we can? What are some of the other things that we can do to help individuals so they don't get caught up in all this? Well, I said, look, this is what I say. A man, this is an example, an illustration. A man gave me a blueprint to build him a four-bedroom, three-and-a-half-bath house. I took the man's blueprints, I threw it in the trash, and I built him one a house with a big old bedroom and one bath. So the man comes, and he said, man, what 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 is this? Did you even follow the diagram? Did you even follow the schematic, the diagram? You know, what is this? I said, no, I didn't follow it, but I did build you a house anyway. He said, that was not the plan. The plan was four bedrooms, three and a half baths. What I got now is this big room and one bathroom. Where's where's my kitchen? That's Mm -hmm. exactly (laughs) what I'm trying to say about following directions, whether it be by a therapist or by, by the word of God. Follow that diagram to teach people how to be a wife, how to be a husband. We, we we can't, it's our maker that tells us how we should do things. We have to trust in his wisdom. He's the one that created us. We can't go make up our own words and stuff. So you have to follow a, 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 a program, and you have to have some type of direction to tell you what kind of person you should be. And that's in that good book. And that's what my mm-hmm. illustration was. If you don't follow the good book's instruction on a marriage, I don't know how a person's going to have one. Because every mm-hmm. even therapist information is seek the Bibles. Their, their information is seek from the Bible. 
being mm-hmm. a wise person, being a kind person, being a nice person, being a busy person, respect one another. All that therapist material comes out of the Bible. It does. That's where it all it originally comes from. So that's the guideline. And, and that's why I use the illustration. Throw mm-hmm. away the diagram, built this man a house that looked like a big old dog house, and he wanted a four <laughs> bed and three and a bath. That man is not going to be satisfied. That's exactly <laughs> what you're doing with the word of God. If you're not going to follow it, you're throwing it away. How are you, how are you going to have a successful marriage? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how anybody's going to have one. So you know what that person too. You didn't give him a kitchen. You didn't give him a closet. <laughs> no, no, I didn't even follow his diagram of what he wants. I threw that away and gave him something totally different. And that's exactly what we're doing when we don't follow a program. When the God tells us to be nice, He tells us to respect one another. Look at everything we said. Respect one another. Cherish one another. Hold our tongue. We don't speak an unkind thing uh, or we don't have a lawless tongue. If I throw mm-hmm. all that away and say, forget it, I'm going to get in your face, then what kind of marriage you think I'm going to get? The same mm-hmm. kind of result that that man, when he found out I done built him a big old dog house with nothing would he even <laughs> want it. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing. <laughs> it ain't gonna, it ain't gonna work for him, nor is that marriage gonna work for you. Tony, I'm not gonna ask if that's a metaphor. If you really did that, I believe that alone. Okay, I guess we can bring that up in a whole other conversation. If you really did uh, that, putting, put, putting you putting you in the doghouse for doing what you. <laughs> I'm not gonna ask if you really did that. If that's just me. <laughs> Did you really do that? I'm going to put you right in that doghouse with what you built. And I'm going to make you pay me back. (laughs) (laughs) But my whole point is follow a guideline of kindness. If you're not going to follow that guideline of kindness, if you're not going to follow that guideline of respecting one another, if I'm going to come home and get in your face, if I'm going to say derogatory things to you, I am throwing away the manual of God, which taught me to say, this is how you're supposed to treat her. And you also got to learn how to respect the way he's, retreating, he's treating you. You can't go and set a high standard for treatment. I need to be treated this way like a king, a queen. I need my feet done every day. You got to be reasonable about your request. Your request from your husband should be reasonable, not way high up there. Like I said, you don't want, you know, you can't beat him down and tell him to go get you a Bentley when you guys are only coming in with $2,2500 a month. So mm-hmm. your request from each other has to be reasonable. And respectful, and that's all in that manual mm-hmm. or diagram, you if you want to call. Do you have any questions? She just sitting here shaking her head. She got a head. She got a, a mouthful today. Any questions of you before? I don't think I've got questions. I'm just really just taking all that in and really trying to absorb it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't have any questions. 
Think of one at the moment. You put me on the spot there with that question. I know. I put you on the spot with making you be on the radio because that's what you carry over here for. Well, <laughs> yes, it does. Okay, Tony, anything you want the listeners to know? We have a few seconds left. What do you want to leave the listeners with with being a helpmate? Hey, just what I've already said. Be kind to one another. Uh, it may take some time to get there because we all got a mouth. And there's a good scripture that talks about how a tongue can burn down a whole forest. Mm-hmm. Now you imagine all all the life that all the life that's in that's running around in a forest. God is likened to a tongue that is loose can burn down a whole forest, even a whole community, and kill everybody. That's how bad a tongue can be. So we gotta watch and bridle that tongue and show some respect. Just yeah. develop a good love for one another. That's true. Well, I want to thank you for joining here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio, and thank you, Tony, and hopefully you will change all of your clocks. They should be up an hour as of Saturday, and, um, you know, your phones and all that should have done it automatically, and don't know what we're going to talk about on Monday. We'll figure that out. And until then, thank you for joining us here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio, and remember, you got this. I'll talk to you later, Tony. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.